in a world in the year 2017 in a time of tradition in a city where anything can happen in a war that isn't his every day in new york city on the miami police force in the deep south store that's last episode save we see on the last episode (laughs) yeah oh yeah he was he was Uh, of course as you already hear that's eric i'm justin here with pat it is good morning (laughs) (laughs) we are here on late fees uh where we talk about what what was the what was even the tagline uh no i i can actually do it uh uh no movies in all movies in a, no po- movies a out. podcast no movies where out. we uh, talk about everything you love and run it through the gauntlet and decide oh, yeah, what yeah, stays yeah, in the yeah. video store we didn't, we didn't and what gets anymore. destroyed. We don't say that anymore. Remember we had like, do you guys realize it's been two years? Yeah, it's been about, about two years exactly, I think. We started this. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe It's probably actually ago. past us. It is past. Yeah. Because we, and we, and we completely whipped on that. <laughs> We're sorry. But it, if you haven't heard the first episode, the ballad of Crooked Steven, then I'm just gonna grab my dog here. He's wiling. Recorded in my place of business at the time, we uh, snuck into my post-production the facility. Pacifico yeah. bottle slamming in the uh, <laughs> post facility. <laughs> Bam! Right next to the mic. We yeah. were not supposed to be there, were we? No, of course not. I I had a Saturday shift uh, at a post-production facility. I was working at a couple shows that we were delivering and. Uh, we're like, we need like a good place to record, but like, you know, outdoor traffic outside my apartment was loud. We just couldn't figure it out. I'm like, well, shit, we got padded walls and micro snowball yeah. mics all over this building. Why don't y'all pull up on a Saturday morning? We got like breakfast and shit and sat in the editing bay for three hours while we figured the show out. Yeah. And I, it probably enough, sounded really good. Yeah, and ironically enough, that wasn't what I got fired for. <laughs> <laughs> We we just had a, a very stellar two years on late fees. Uh, I guess this could be our two year show. Yeah, this is our we two, are the, yeah. we are the last remaining. Of course, Cam is could not be with us this week, but we are like the the remaining original. The three. remaining original three. Shout out to Wesley Caldwell. I'm pretty sure he he still listens to the show. Um, we love you, Wes. Yeah, he helped, he helped get us where we are. Yeah, <clears throat> but we are once again yet another. Could you even say this is post-quarantine? This is pretty much like... Uh, I can say it's post-people giving a shit about quarantine. Yeah, it gives a shit anymore. Yeah. I mean, as evidenced by the fact that we're all in the same Yeah, place. we haven't recorded an episode in person in four and a half months. I mean, half of the country is experiencing upticks in new cases and hospitalizations. And, like, people are just like, oh, I guess that means uh, COVID's gone. Like, yeah. Well, it's, it's because, like... And I really do fully intend for, like, this to be basically my maximum social interaction for still a very but, long but that, time but that's because that's because i quarantine with the same people every day for the last three months yeah yeah you quarantine by yourself eric is quarantined with the same person every single day and they were just like you know what we'll just go back and into quarantine also, like, this. Like, I said to eric, like if you can go 
food, I mean, who knows if it, it's probably bad, but if you go to a restaurant and see a bunch of strangers, then you can go into an apartment and, like, be in a very controlled environment. Yeah, we have like, windows cracked, like, it's, you know, not recirculated air. I mean, I, I've gotten tested in, like, twice in the past month because I was attending protests for Black Lives Matter, and uh, that was the first time I'd been around people, but, like, even... It's just so funny how, like, this shit falls along, like, ideological lines. Like, yeah. when the fucking maggot chuds were protesting because they wanted to reopen, a.k.a. send working-class people back to die for them so they could eat at Golden Corral. So, like, the people who lived in their subdivisions could get their nails done. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It wasn't, like, they weren't going back to work. They wanted other people to go back to work. Uh, like, no one had masks on, but, like, every rally, march, sit-in, you know, that we that I attended in L.A. for George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and just, you know, abolishing the police state. Uh, everyone had masks. Everyone had gloves. Mm-hmm. Even at, like, I was at that march in Hollywood and Highland where 60,000 people on Hollywood Boulevard. It was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. Even then, people were still trying to figure out a way to distance, and, like, there hasn't been an uptick from protests yet, and I yeah. still got tested, and I was fine, and, yeah, like, I think... Protests are still going. Yeah, and sustained protests has been great, but like they I launched want... a statue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> how about I saw somebody say like what we're not gonna do is take back uh, lynchings, and I agree we shouldn't take back lynchings. I think we've only taken back one thing, that is the N word. <laughs> I was I was surprised back. that the statue had been uh, had it had they have to weigh a, a lot. Yeah, but they, it looked like it was like a cable. Or something that was, it was oh, like a okay. regular rope. Okay, I didn't, I didn't do a deep dive. Definitely yeah. looked weird. The yeah. thing about this whole thing is, like, I mean, you knew, we all knew that people only had room in their brains for one thing. Yeah. Which is why none we, of the bad shit that has happened in the last four years has actually, like, nothing has happened from it because before anything can happen, another bad thing happens. Yeah. And so we forget about the last yeah. one. And in this case, it was like... This is a prolonged bad thing, yeah. though. Like, but we... Um, like we Trump is like four year bad thing, yeah. they, and that's that's a constant. But COVID has been like, there hasn't been anything yeah, big but enough. But then, but then the protests happen, and it was like, oh, th- for most people, I mean, even people who are, uh, like our parents' age, like this was is like a once in a lifetime moment. Yeah. You know, as of right now. Yeah. So that's. Like I, no, most more people might die from the virus than have died already, but it doesn't matter because, especially because of how the media cycle works, yeah. only people own the cognitive dissonance starts like now. wildfire. Yeah, I, and I think it's really interesting that there was three major things that happened in the three months of this year. It was we started with Kobe, Pat was here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what a tough episode to do that day. Then we did. Kobe, then it was COVID. Pat was here. Well, yeah, it wasn't for an episode, though. That it wasn't was for an episode, but you were still here. here. Yeah. But it, it was within that we did Ninja Turtles, which I, I felt like I, I just, I'm just I'm sad that we all couldn't be together for the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. That was just, yeah, but I think it was just so weird. And the reason why we haven't done the show in so long is that, like, you just kind of get into a malaise, and it's like, there, we can't go see movies. Yeah. So there's no, we, we were we planned this whole thing, and I say this every episode since the quarantine started, we, we planned this, we redid the whole show. Literally. Yeah. And now, <laughs> we can't do any of it. Like, we're, like, we're going to do blockbusters this year, we're going to go see this movie, when this movie comes out, we're going to review it. We had a whole schedule ready for it, whole plot, everything. Can't do anything. So now we're like, back to just three friends yeah. shooting the shit. I will say, I'll, I'll probably end up editing this part out of the show, actually, because I don't know if it's going to be true. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Uh, it's Patrick. I'm interrupting myself to say that if you don't want to receive what is 
probably not a real spoiler for Tenet, but there's like a 2% chance it could be. Uh, go ahead and skip to around the 10 minute 45 second mark. But there are uh, Twitter rumors that Tenet is a 9-11 time travel movie. No. Which I really, I mean... What did, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, everything changed. <laughs> Second of all, Aaron Taylor Johnson's you... playing Bin Laden. No, no, no. <laughs> I would like that. What do you mean? It's a. What do you I mean just. I, I. didn't. I don't want to know really any more than that. But I saw like general whisperings that it involved because they, they crash a. He, he crashed like a real plane or something for yeah. the movie because it was cheaper than building a plane set. I don't know how that works, but. People said afterwards, like, "Oh, it's a, he's re- it's a seven forty seven. He was recreating one of the nine eleven crashes." How do you guys feel if that w- if that is true? I would obviously like it <laughs> to be true. I would get COVID to see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I would. I, no, I just, you got to keep this. Yeah, I, Don't cut I, it out. I'll just put a spoiler warning. I'll put a potential spoiler warning. I said, I said uh, to Wes actually, I was like, the the if this is true. It would be the best news because it would mean them. It doesn't matter if the movie's good or bad. Yeah. Like just the fact that like Chris Nolan made a nine eleven time travel movie. Like that's the that's the greatest thing. But I haven't seen any. You know, excuse me, but I haven't seen any brown people in the trailers or anything. They made a lot of nine eleven movies. Didn't have anything to do. If they put if they put people who you were like, oh, if you did the Leo and you were like, oh, nine eleven hijackers. Like, yeah, they don't yeah. Want, it, it's like, kind of. It's kind of like the bait and switch in The Last of Us Part Two, which I'm playing right now. Yeah, they bait and switch the trailers for that too. Yeah, it's like anything with, like any thriller. I mean, it's it's this is due to racism, but literally any thriller that has Arabic people in it, yeah. or brown people in it of any time of any of any race, uh, it, people automatically jump to like terrorism. You know thoughts. what I hope? I hope that Nolan does the 9/11 thing, but he's like, it's our fault. Yeah, <laughs> it's, not it's like Amer- American and uh, <laughs> British like imperialism, which is true. Like it's, it finally echoed back onto them. Uh, Churchill in one of the planes. <laughs> Churchill did not let That is our our tenet scoop. Please, yeah, tenet, I, I, that's I hope a, it's true. I've been avoiding like a media blackout for uh, for a reason. I I want to watch that completely. But here's the yeah, thing: I don't. I do not think it. I I hope to God it is true. It, I'm so it, it has I, like ninety eight to two. I think it's probably not true. Sure. but please God. It, yeah. If they offer a tenet, because you you brought up a good point. If they offer tenet, of course. Theaters are starting to open up on the 15th to prepare for movies like Tenet and Mulan, which is supposedly still coming out. In the Nobody 24th cares about their, Mulan. I don't think anyone gives a shit about that movie. Um, will, if they offered the, the the choice of seeing these movies on your TV and renting them, would would you guys do that? Or would you wait to go see the movie in 2021? I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know. Pat and I were talking about this on the ride out here. It's like, I'm still like hyper psychotic about like when I go grocery shopping wiping everything down when I'm home like every individual item I buy I hit with a fucking Clorox wipe um, masked and gloved up shower after every fucking trip (laughs) like I I don't leave a stone unturned and like watching the reopen like I know we have to reopen but to see an economy reopen to the exact same standard and like protocols that caused us to have to shut down in the first place like like sure some companies are you know putting tape down on the ground so people stay six feet Mm -hmm. apart but like 
you know, I was saying to Pat, like, the LA Time reports that, like, all these restaurants are opening up and, like, 150, <laughs> 159 out of 200 failed health inspections. <laughs> like, no one's really regulating this. And, like, I, I, my concern is with the workers who are there and their safety because it's going to be impossible for them to, you know, be rigorous with their, you know, safety and cleanliness if they're having to meet the demands of a ton of customers who are entitled and, like, swarming them. Um, yeah, I mean, it's driving on Lancashire this weekend, and, like, it's, I mean, it's all patio seating, but, like, yeah. people are, That's what I'm they're saying. on the patio, and then you're driving back, and you're like, fuck, should I be on the, like, am I a crazy person? Like, no, I, I'll, I'll be, that's what I'm saying, I'll, I will be the crazy person. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm happy, but, like, yeah. even, even though I, you know that you aren't, the, like, it, it still fucks with you. Yeah. See, seeing it even for a second, you're like, oh, god damn, yeah. fuck. I mean, it just feels like a, a immoral thing to do to open up to the same same safe lack of safety precautions that you took pre-covid while numbers are still spiking like half of the country just saw upticks because of the premature reopen the first time it's just like we're gonna keep shooting ourselves in the foot and something about a movie theater seems particularly egregious because you're like in a it's like recircul it's like a casino it's like i know if we take the mask off in the dark too. yeah like- recirculated air sharing popcorn touching shit i don't know i just Long long answer is uh, for a short response should have been. I, I don't. Are you going to watch it on your TV? I'll probably stay home. <laughs> yeah. I, I I I I'll have to. I I don't know if it's worth it. I just don't yeah. think it's worth it. I I. It sucks to say that because I want to. I'm so excited for this movie. I I am not. Uh, my mind is not made up on it. I I I want to say like fuck it. No. I okay. Don't so care. what what would it take for? Because my my question about movies is the same as like restaurants is open containers open drinks open yeah. popcorn how are they gonna do this because i like to eat popcorn in the movies i know that there are some places that have you you can't get middle seats you have to sit in like yeah. rows of three in case there's somebody you're quarantined with or i guess i guess your bud but um some places are putting plastic I, well, here's my thing I, I think the plastic things are here to stay and i'm, I'm cool with that yeah but they can't have them in front of you well, no, no, not in front of you, but I mean between seats. Yeah. But I, I think the plastic thing, even it registers, I think they're here to stay. That's and, cool. I, and I'm completely fine yeah, with that. Yeah, I'm who cool cares? Like, I, I'm like, because the thing is, even before COVID, there was questionable... Yeah, was I questionable don't want people there. in my face and yeah. shit. So, but what what would, what would a theater have to do for you to go back to... And I pose this question to the listeners, too. Like, what would a theater have to do for you to actually be a patron there? I don't know that there is anything they could do like within their actual ability that would be like oh okay i feel good yeah like i i could see myself getting to a point of being like this is the this is it like this is the thing i'm doing and Uh, then i'll go get tested like two days later and i hope it wouldn't have happened i think i might actually be in cleveland when this movie comes out which uh, when is it supposed to come out? It's coming out, I think, the 31st of July now. Jesus. Yeah, it's the 31st. Which they moved it. 40 days from now. About. Yeah. They moved it. I don't know why, but on the 17th, where it was supposed to release, um, they're going to play Inception because it's been 10 years, yeah. which is a pretty good episode for us to do. Yeah, we, yeah. Do we Have we done wait? Nolan? We, we didn't know that, but we didn't talk about Inception. Yeah, we didn't. We shit on Interstellar. <laughs> yeah, we shit on Interstellar. We didn't do Inception. Uh, I'm just thinking of things that we can do on the yeah. show now where it's like... I think they're doing that because they don't want, like, on the off chance that it goes south, like, right away, mm-hmm. they don't want Tenet to have been the movie that attached everyone, to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They want to have time to be like, actually, no, we're canceling this. Watch Tenet on your television. That, 
Nolan and more specifically WB is determined to have some summer blockbuster yeah, movie come yeah. out. I know Wonder Woman did move to October, which honestly, October seems to be the time when these movies do really well. Summer in Los Angeles. Yeah, it, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I think I think October's a great day for Wonder Woman. I think by then, pray to God, we'll have things settled. But yeah. I'm a fan of the day and date home or theater experience yeah like, uh, i don't really like i mean it's, it's kind of a product of like getting older yeah but like i don't care that much there's some stuff that like you really want to go to the theater for but like batman if you can just be <laughs> at home it's fine yeah but, however if i'm in ohio where like the numbers are so much different than they are here like they're really what are the numbers low. there it's like i think it's like a couple hundred new cases a day and 80 percent of them are in nursing homes oh, yeah, like not 80% yeah. of the deaths 80% of overall new cases emerging are in nursing homes mm-hmm. which yeah. like again there's nothing a theater could do that would make me think it was fine but there are points I could get to of being like fuck it I'll do it but I don't know I don't know what they yeah. are run like, that run that vaccine run that tri- testing and tracing uh, UBI for everybody mm-hmm. and uh, I'll feel a little bit better <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, well here's the thing AMC and Cinemark and Regal, they were like, one day they were like, we don't give a fuck, and then like literally 24 hours later, they were like, okay, we do give a fuck. Yeah. Like, let's just be clear, yeah. we give a fuck. Because they got bombed, and it's like, they're going to have to shell out the money, which I'm pretty sure they've lost a lot of money already, but they're yeah. going to have to shell the money out to make sure people keep coming. They're already going to be losing money by having less seats available. Yeah. Like, those big dome shit, that's not happening oh, yeah, for a while. Yeah. We're not going to, we're going to be in the little seclude, but th- which one is would be worse? The bigger ones or the smaller ones? See, I don't even, I, mean, I, I would I assume like tell. a sparsely populated huge theater would be Because there's more the distance. Best. Yeah. And but then, but the air. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> it's, know. It's, it's, it's I mean, being at the theater thing is bizarre. Yeah. It, it's, it's a, sp- and like I just know when we're looking around like for this two and a half hour long movie, like what's going to Yeah. Who the fuck is coughing? Yeah. Man? Yeah. I, <laughs> I said something similar to Pat too on the way here. I was like, I, "What's the point of being able to do things if you're if you're going to be like looking over your shoulder the whole time?" Yeah, so I, I know I would never be comfortable. I'd be like hyper fixated on like, "Oh wait, did I wash my hands? Did that? Did I see that waiter touch something?" Like, yeah, I, I don't want to be that person. Like, uh, and if I'm going to do some a leisurely activity in public, I I want it to be leisurely, not this like stressful. Worry about your life. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's not worth it to me. I'm happy with just like. Like I I, uh, I I try to like order from a local restaurant like once a week uh, just to support. Yeah. And and like even that is starting to become like all these places that were really good about just doing curbside contactless pickup are now reopened full functioning. Like I went to go get food and like uh, at Electric Out, it's an incredible place. And I went the last time I went, I didn't know they were fully open. I walked and saw like people on the patio bar taking shots and like really like huddled together in these huge herds. I'm like, oh, I just feels so uncomfortable yeah. like there's no way a waiter can like really track trace their steps like did i just touch this when did i put these gloves on like and i feel bad for them that's who yeah, that's who i they have to fucking go yeah. and they're surrounded by people who have no like no concept of what that is like yeah at all yeah um a lot of people eric before we even get started on the show proper i know everyone loves this banter it's been a while since we've all been <laughs> together eric you're not on twitter it's been uh, a lot of people either don't know or don't follow you on Instagram yeah. I have a lot of people that text me tweet me and they want to know your thoughts on the world <laughs> and because they, they miss you I, I was for a while there Justin's most radically 
vocal uh, <laughs> political friend. You still are. Yeah. I don't, I, you, I don't think you've calmed down. No, no, I, have, I, I definitely haven't. Calm. I just don't have Twitter. To, yeah, you don't have, twi- don't my, have Twitter. My Instagram story is now just like post after post. Um, I'm radical, but I'm like a crazy guy now. Yeah, Pat, Pat's, <laughs> Pat's like tweets are so esoteric. It's Pat's, crazy. <laughs> Pat's I, like a third eye open, uh, uh, like tinfoil hat, but in like a good way, like uh, a, a right I, way. I have spent quarantine with with my air conditioning off, windows closed, <laughs> blinds drawn, doing bong rips and dumbbell curls in the darkness watching X-Files and listening to podcasts. I've completely lost it. But, but we know about Pat because he's been, he's on the lookout. He's on a lot of stuff. I have done, yeah, we actually have done a lot of episodes of the lookout. Uh, and you're on Mount Silver as well, but, but Eric, you, or Mount Silver, you, yeah. you've been particularly pe- people think you're quiet. You're not quiet if you don't follow him. It's <laughs> it's at you underscore chains on Instagram, but Change how, Z. how are you feeling, brother? Like I, I mm. you know, I talk to you often, but a lot of people they miss you. They miss your your political thoughts. What, what do you feel right now? Uh, you know, it, it's it's a combination of just like intense, unrelenting fury, <laughs> um, with like a a smaller dosage of hope than usual believe it or not because yeah. like i said i've been present at all these marches in la like i've attended quite a few and like just what seeing the hell long beach yeah there's a lot of sirens these are covid sirens. reopening yeah well there's there was a there was a small protest out here this morning but i i feel you on the whole part um but yeah it, watching the solidarity of the city come together in such a real way and like and and like I said, uh, been these, it's been a month of sustained protests. Like something feels different, and mm-hmm. you know, it's I don't know if it's because of the way social media is now versus when it was during like Ferguson or Trayvon. You know, equally if not more tragic than what's happening with the marches now, or with the the catalyst for the marches now. But there just seems to be well, it's it's a combination of more people being at home because of COVID mm-hmm. and people. To, no jobs. Know, yeah, people have the time. Mm-hmm. And there is not a coincidence that black people are more likely to be um, the victims of pol- state-sanctioned police violence, mm-hmm. the same way they're dying at higher deaths rates uh, for COVID. These things aren't coincidences. <laughs> it is the the system is working as it should. Uh, the failures of capitalism, the, the failures of our health system, and the barbarity of our... Uh, police state so I, I think now white people cannot turn a blind eye as they were able to do during Ferguson and Trayvon and Tamir Rice and Eric Garner and Sandra Bland it's, it's, it's pitiful that there's that many names to list and that's not even scratching just the still, surface yeah, yeah, John Crawford uh, all, all these things and the the police are still killing people while we're protesting them killing they people. They just can't. I, I was saying it the other week. I was like, it's amazing that with all this stuff going on, they just can't stop. They can't yeah, it. it seriously is the, like, I think you should leave skit. Like, <laughs> we have to find out who is doing this. Like, as they're doing it, at the protest. It's so weird. It's, it is. There's no reforming this. There has to be an outright dismantling of it. Um, and by it, I mean police. And we should just hire RoboCop. No. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, no. No. Um, 
Robocop would know the difference. No, he wouldn't. But, yeah, uh, I, 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 I mean, you know, I, I went on a tangent. Uh, it's been a while since I've been no, able to do fine. that. No, it's fine. This is tangent. Yeah. This is the only show you're on. But I'm network. hopeful because I have seen a change that I didn't see back then, back then being like 2014 or 15. Yeah. Where like more people are getting involved in local politics because they see the power they have to, to immediately impact the current political moment uh, at a local level because that's where politics happen first. For most people, that was just finding out who their local politicians yeah. were, and what, what they do, <laughs> what, yeah, what district you live in. Like that, that is like most people don't even know what district you live in or who their council member is. But like we live in a mayor week city and not just because Garcetti as a man is weak and worthless I mean like he has very little power compared to our city council um, so like watching people like really like calling in for public comment during these police commission hearings and telling them to suck their dick and, like, <laughs> and fuck you I yield my time like all these catchphrases that are happening and if you have if you haven't heard do, do not Eric is not white Jewish man living in Koreatown, please <laughs> please do not reach out and ask us yeah, that. I had a few people ask if I was the, the viral white man living in Jewish man. <laughs> yeah, he was like a Hasid because he, yeah. he said Gestapo with a soft G. He goes, the LAPD are Gestapo. That's, <laughs> that, that's, real, Jew, that's real Jewish talk. Um, I, but I, I feel you on the, on the hope and I also feel you when something feels different. I think when, when my mom who lived through civil rights and all that stuff when she calls me and says yeah something feels different about this one than last time and I was like yeah I feel the same way I looked at the the Philadelphia before the LA one was 60,000 people the Philadelphia one from the week before was like I was like I've never seen anything like this before in my life yeah I was like this is and it's it's just it's just the tip of the iceberg like the you know I I I don't want to become too optimistic that we lose momentum because It, while it had, like, you know, I'm anti-incrementalist. I think liberalism has failed us with incremental incremental change. Like, like this eight can't wait shit was just, like, like D-Ray, like, state, like... St- Sean King. Like, like, the State Department. It was a way to funny funnel, funnel money into the Obama Foundation. Yeah, it was like Obama was behind it. Obama, this, the same guy who watched Ferguson burn in the ground and blamed the protesters, like... Uh, there was an all-democratic uh, leadership in, in Minnesota when this happened. Like, it, this is a bipartisan effort to uh, protect police because they, their donors are uh, rely on that sort of um, funding. If nothing else, it's good that, like, this language is being normalized for, like, an yeah. entire generation of yeah. people. But, like, De- defund. Yeah. 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 But, like, it's... It, it, I've said since, like, when, when Bernie, when Bernie, you know, had to bow out, I was like, it's going to take a you know, a Latin American style sort of revolution for things to change. And like when we saw in Chile where they, they the, the state tried to raise uh, public transit by like $3. Mm-hmm. And people were like, no, we're not having that. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're, that's going to cost now $4 to ride the public transit instead of a dollar. They burned down a utility building. They're like, okay. <laughs> and the government's okay, fine, we're not going to do it. Minnesotians burned down a police precinct. And within a day, their city council, or in a week, their city council unanimously voted to dis- dismantle the uh, Minneapolis PD, all the schools canceled contracting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that was the, that was big. The it's still incremental, but these are huge things that weren't even as Pat said. Like even in our rhetoric, uh, the, that language didn't exist, or yeah. it, did, it did. Activists like Angela Davis have been talking about this since the '60s, but like now mayors are getting run out of Black Lives Matter <laughs> uh, protests because like they're weak neo lib hacks, and like now like you know yeah 
Garcetti's like paltry $150 million cut from the LAPD budget. That's 3%. Well, he also, they came out and after he announced that, the police union came out and said they were worried he had dementia because he <laughs> yeah, And they threatened him. They're like, they're like, man, it would be a real shame if our security detail left your house last night. Like, like these are fucking pig thugs. Yeah, and like he, he is a, sp- Garcetti is like a spineless guy, but he's spineless and he has no chance to get out of being spineless. Because even if he wanted to change, they literally are like threatening. Like they can kill, 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 yeah. kill his family, yeah. and they kill each other all the time. Yeah. So yeah, the good cops, the the mythical good cop that everyone keeps like, where are the good cops here? They get killed when they speak up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's real. Yeah. The, the good cops either become bad cops yeah. or get mm-hmm. killed. Yeah. By cops and like him, like him and Kuo. Yes, like Cop I said, we've been making movies about this that white people love for decades. L.A. Confidential, Copland. All the Charles Bronson movies in the seventies, and yet they still like can't imagine why these stories are being told about police. Yeah, but like the <laughs> watching Black Lives Matter and the People's Budget and the People City Council like literally hold their feet to the flames, and it in a very public and material way has been encouraging. But again, like this is just the beginning. Like yeah. it's yeah. these things wouldn't happen unless like protesting works, rioting works, destruction of property works. It's the only time these fucking people listen. And it's it's a shame. It shouldn't have to be that way. But I don't I don't I don't blame anyone for smashing windows because it's getting it's getting changed. Then I said to Justin a few weeks ago, maybe the to get even more at the root of it. In <laughs> we got we got Romy Rome here. Hey you, uh, Roman is, is realizing we're not paying him any attention. No. Oh, I thought you paused it. No, no keep it. No, we, this is the good stuff. Uh, Justin's dog, Roman, is just being an absolute king. He's taking the squeaker toy out, so we'll play with him. <laughs> exactly. The, the, uh, the thing that was doing. maybe, uh, the, 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 what actually may have led to the difference this time, and not just in uh, protesting, but in response from, like, you know, quote-unquote, like, your average white person who usually doesn't do or say anything, is maybe the most horrible part about uh, George Floyd's death, and it said he wasn't shot, and that it makes it absolutely impossible to. There's no Ignoring equivocating. There's and it was no, on camera. Yeah, there's no like, you know, officers are trained poorly. They panicked. Like the stupidest excuse that people always give yeah. is impossible to give in this situation because it's a literal eight minute physical, with, yeah. no weapon involved incident. And Just, even saying the term incident is like a, a joke at this point yeah. because it's attached to the phrase officer involved but you know it's the the worst aspect of of his murder ends up being the mo the reason whether they realize it or not that people ultimately flip a switch right um i do want to pose a question and i i'll answer it for you i don't even know what it is (laughs) yes chris dorner is innocent Maybe you can make a movie of Chris Dorner. <laughs> okay. I go see that immediately. Michael oh. Bay, please. Oh, if Michael <laughs> Bay made the Chris Dorner movie, <laughs> he would go out like motherfucking Contra from Super Nintendo. Bro. <laughs> um, he, he went out in Big Bear, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, man. The climax in Big Bear and the Michael Bay Dorner movie. You feel me? Oh. He, he would die with his arms outstretched with jets flying above yeah, him. Low angle, uh, too. Low bro, fucking let, angle. Let me tell you, Rock kind of looks like him. Oh boy! All right, Rock is not gonna <laughs> muddy his politics for that. Yeah, 20, to be a cop killer. <laughs> um, uh, I do want to pose a question. I we we talked about and we we watched a cop movie about a month ago, month and a half ago in Bad Boys for Life. What is what are you guys' stances on cop movies now? I, I think I think that before you answer, like there is a diff. There's there are two different types of cop yes. movies, right? There are ones that 
glorify them in, and they both glorify them in different ways. Bad Boys, for example, glorifies cops as w- the ideal way we see them in that there is no there's no gray area. It is good or bad, yeah. and that is because they're they're written that way. Yeah, and, the, and if and the it's wor- a superhero movie, exactly. And, and the world is that way. Where in Bad Boys for Life, there were there were Hispanic enemies <laughs> but we didn't get to learn about their politics about their their, their upbringing they seem to be well to do they weren't super poor it was cut and dry we don't need to know yeah, much yeah. about them yeah and, and, and making them uh, well to do makes their evil more pure more, yeah because they yeah. didn't have to do yeah, it yeah. We, we don't see that there was a you know there was no poverty there but then there are other cop movies that glorify them in a way that mythicizes the, the idea of being a cop in that there might be a great area, but the cops are always right. And I love to bring up The Wire here because in The Wire, everyone's bad. Yeah. yeah. And, and the cops lose all the time yeah. because they try and cheat and it doesn't help them and it doesn't work. Yeah. But these we see less of those and more of, you know, these other types of cop movies. End of We're, Watch. And yeah, like, like yeah. where do you guys stand on, on police? Because I think that after we come out of this... Even Hollywood is going to be looking at these movies oh, like, yeah. oh, we're not yeah. touching that one. <laughs> like, what do you guys stand on? Even movies that have come out. I think there's I, I, there's probably even more distinctions to make between the different, you know, per, broad portrayals of cops in them. I think an easy, kind of easy way to skirt it is uh, when uh, cops in movies are actually detectives. And so yeah, yeah. Uh, which... I mean, it, it, it is, that actually is, you know, it, it's a, it can be good for story and movies, and it's also not necessarily less racist, but it is a little different like, than, like, a, a, a traffic cop who shoots somebody is going to be different than the violent interaction that a, a detective has. Like, we love, somebody. we love Den of Thieves. Those are cops. Yeah, <laughs> but, but no one, like, we're From here. Yeah, and we're not watching, the difference, I guess, is that, like, you know, the three of us are watching Den of Thieves being, like, Wow, 2006 was hilarious. This movie's <laughs> fucking insane. In no in no intelligent viewing of Den of Thieves are you thinking like, oh yeah, cops are this is what cops do in real life and like I think more positively of them because of that. But I think with Den of Thieves, I think the cops in the portrayal of that are, are more in line with the cops that are out there today than we might think. Oh yeah, yeah. they literally <laughs> talk about the Bandidos, the the rogue gang in that's real life currently under investigation by the FBI in the LA Sheriff's Department. Yeah, right. Like they immediately like break the social contract of what we think about cops in that movie, saying no, all these guys are bad from the top, so mm-hmm. you're rooting for bad guys. And like mm-hmm. when you go into a movie like that, yeah, it makes it easier to like. Yeah, root for uh, a criminal syndicate, like the same way we like like mob movies. Mm. But I mean, even the all cop movies, just like all war movies, are propaganda. Yeah. And like even a show like Brooklyn Nine Nine, who has like woke politics, still portrays even like the cops who abuse power as like sort of like lovable idiots. Oops. <laughs> yeah, oops, and like they're they're just oh, 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 yeah they're oh. just dumb and and not literal tools of a system that is designed for them to behave that way so like it is a problem and like you know it, it's corny for and performative to see you know actors being like hey if you ever played an actor or a cop on tv like you should donate your royalties like <laughs> it's going to write it again <laughs> and, 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 like i saw that and like if you ever played it like donate some of your royalties and like a bunch of the brooklyn on nine people did and I, I you know it's corny but i think it's a good thing like that people are starting to feel guilt and see the power. Like there, it isn't a coincidence that there's like 30 new cop shows every fucking pilot season. Yeah. Where it's like Boys in Blue or 
Blue Bloods. It's Americana. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I mean, at a certain to a certain extent, it is. Yeah. And like, if you're making a movie that requires cops being in the story, like, I don't think anyone is saying like, you know, cops should not be in movies. Like, yeah. of course, like they exist in everyday America. Like yeah. that's super ridiculous. But like, I don't know. I think the problem that you know stuff like NYPD Blue. Yeah. And stuff has given people is. Uh, they think that the police are, like, constantly sitting around waiting to solve armed <laughs> bank robberies by, like, people yeah. wearing ski masks. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they think that, like, the police are just, like, you know, it's a group of 50 guys, like, sitting by a scanner, like, waiting to, like, okay, yeah. like, we'll go get them. But, like, they don't they do not do that. They don't solve violent crime. We, we've been shooting this shit, but it's been a while since all through. Like, literally us recording right now is literally us hanging out right now. <laughs> but, um... And you know, like this is a this is a bit looser, this is a bit looser episode of, of late fees than than we usually do, but w- the crux of the movie is we saw the five bloods, we saw uh, we saw Full Metal Jacket, and we saw Apocalypse Now. We were gonna talk about those three, and it just turned into a chill session. Yeah, we we yeah. were just too excited to see each other. Yeah. But uh, Eric and Pat also saw Ma, and I went, <laughs> I went back, and me and Cam saw Ma a year ago in the theater, and in the theater, and we spoke about it a little bit. On yeah. the show, so I want to hear what you guys think about my year later, because you guys weren't with it, and now that it's on, I, I guess you saw it on HBO. Yeah, it's on, HBO. it's on HBO, because it's about to leave in a couple days. I didn't even know that, but thank God yeah, it's, I it's, got it it's, in there. It's a movie that's it's I think it's one of the movies leaving soon. Gonna, it's leaving soon. What are your thoughts on Octavia Spencer's foray into thriller horror with Mom? Okay, so first off. Uh, Allison Janney is seven and a half feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) Second, uh, it's so weird that, like, obviously, like, uh, you know, The Help being, like, an extremely Obama-era movie at this point, it's really weird that, like, the director of The Help uh, went from that to this movie. It's very, it's very Help-esque. It's it's very, uh, I have to say it's Strange very racial politics. Strange racial politics. <laughs> yeah, it's some weird shit. Uh, very strange shooting. Almost feels like a Tyler Perry movie at, la- like, at first glance. Yeah. If you didn't I would love me, the Tyler Perry version of this. This is the Tyler Perry version of If he of played her, Ma. Or at least they, <laughs> he'd still have her in it. He'd probably be Oof. the, the, uh, guy that she slept with, or she... He accidentally gave head to. She. They even say like they nod toward. She goes. What do you think I am, Medea? Remember when she showed? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they even nod at it. Okay, so yeah, hang on. Let's let's take a step yeah. back. Really <laughs> what a quick. jarring juxtaposition to go from police brutality and like uh, systemic yeah. reform. I mean, I She's think, killing white folk in the yeah, movie. Uh, so we honestly, not as many as I that. expected. Actually, yeah. either the death count is low. Uh, the this is a, to t- we could go for another hour on the complications of uh, police portrayals in American <laughs> cinema. It's oh complicated. God, police, yeah, police are in this movie uh, too. But we'll just pivot into Ma. Uh, <laughs> so I, it was so weird being like, okay, the last movie they made was The Help, and now they're making a Blumhouse movie. Like that's really weird. You see, you know, like the floating chair and the Blumhouse yeah. movie, and you're like, this is weird. And immediately, you know, it's going to be really bad. <laughs> Uh, I didn't think it was going to immediately be it, bad. Just from the thing you said, where, like, the uh, the kids are like, hey, you're our friend now. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, what? What's happening? Like, the, the, the protagonist in the movie, she's a new girl. She she shows up in the town. She's, like, in the in the cafeteria, and she's eating in the library. She's eating the library. Yeah, why? she's weird. eating a sandwich in the library. Never done that. Yeah. Again, our high school experiences might be different. 
then the the other pals come in and they're like, "Hey, you want to go drink after class?" And it's like, "Yeah, I'll go." Yeah. Because they didn't want to write anything in between that, <laughs> and you don't yeah. know anything about her friends. Pull up to her house in the bang bus. Literally bang bus. <laughs> I would never get in a van with those kids. Uh, yeah, it. I, I don't want to derail no, Pat here. They, I mean, the, the, her, she's moving into the town with her mom, and they go past the sign that says dead end, and you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. But I, I think Eric said it best also. I, I think you had an issue with the fact that they keep going back to Ma's house yeah. when they have other options yeah. <laughs> to do. I kind of went to her, the, to, the, to the girl's house because her mom worked at the yeah. casino all night. Yeah. There, her mom no... seemed chill. Uh, what's her name? Julia Lewis seemed yeah. like, she was like, all right, if you drink and smoke, just be like safe about it. Like, yeah. Go, go drink there. There's also, no reason for kids in a small town to be partying at like a, a strange, weird club like this. It like yeah. it, it doesn't, there's no no need. Yeah, if you haven't seen the movie, the, the, like, the drama, driving event of um, the horrors that wind up taking place is uh, a, a kid, a group of friends, their like local drinking, smoking spot in the woods gets blown up, you know, by the cops, and they're like, "You can't drink here anymore." The and town, which appears to be ninety-five percent woods, yeah. so they could go anywhere. Yeah, move else. fifteen feet Wait. down the road. Uh, the cop didn't even give a shit either. Yeah, he was like chill about it, and yeah, more <laughs> another, you know, another good cop. Yeah. Uh, American portrayal, no. Um, but then they cross paths with Ma. Sue Ann, played by Octavia Spencer, who works at a vet, veterinarian clinic, and, like, you can tell she's lonely, but, like, doesn't seem too kooky from the outside, just seems more desperate than anything. She buys them booze. Yeah, and she, like, they shoulder tap her, and she buys them booze, and then, before we know it, she's offering them a place to drink in safety. She's like, you can drink in my basement, but you can't, like, drive or invite a lot of people, but soon she's, like, throwing ragers. And yeah, the whole, they, they, the you can't invite a lot of people, because I already invited everybody. Yeah, the whole, the whole, like, high school starts to show up, and then... You know, uh, as Pat hilariously said in the group chat, it's an hour and a half movie that suddenly introduces an, a flashback origin story. There's no time for an origin story. But, you know, the origin story comes out that she was, you know, bullied and picked on and and uh, we find out towards the end sexually exploited um, yeah. uh, by, like, the, a group of cool kids in high school. No, no, let's be clear. A group of white people. Yeah, and I think it's, it's that way on purpose yeah they don't explicitly say anything about her race they're not calling her racial epithets but they yeah, they go out of her way their way to antagonize it you just know when like there's like all these antagonize you know her. it's it's presumably like the 60s or the 70s yeah. and like a bunch of white people are at a bonfire and then like the young version of ma is like looks frumpy and is like sitting alone you're like oh god it's, here it's we implied, go it's, like, it's, it's heavily implied yeah that she's like this again frumpy church girl black girl the jock in, lines for her in, yeah. a, in a white space yeah and i think that the idea and this is on purpose because the trailers don't show you this stuff they just show her picking off white people yeah in, in mass and in fact i think the trailers even show some stuff from the from the uh the last act when yeah. they're all in, in the basement but that's on purpose that was to get people like me in <laughs> to the theater because yeah. we want to see her yeah. killing off white folk yeah. and i think that it, it, it's super like obvious from the beginning that she's not going to be killing a lot of them. Yeah. Because they're all children. she kills one, two person. guys, yeah. a cop and the... The, the one that she gave head to. Yeah. Well, no. and, then, and then she runs over the lady, too. Yes. Oh, yeah, three. Yeah. Three. She I runs think. over a woman whose name is Mercedes. But that, oh, but that makes you think. <laughs> what do the kids say? Like, I prefer uh, Buick or whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it's... It, again, it, it's a... It's a stupid movie. Yeah, and they, and they, tele, they telegraph, like... With the origin story, like, oh, it's clear that the girls, the, the people who bullied her are all these kids' parents. 
or, or like related to him, and like I saw that coming from like the first time they flashed back yeah. to her. I'm like, oh, but this. But then Allison Janney is like her boss. Like, has two she's lines. like a vet tech. Yeah, she's funny though. She is funny. But the funniest thing is like she, Ma is bad at her job. Like yeah. she's supposed yeah. to be like prepping a dog for surgery, and the doctor tells her this, and then Ma like calls the cops on the teenagers that is like <laughs> texting people, and the doctor walks in, and she's like. Why is a dog prep for surgery? Yeah, but it's I was like, like, hang on a second. She's like, get out of here. It's like misplaced. But you're supposed to feel sympathetic for her. But it's really misplaced. Because we're also bearing another lead here. She locked her daughter up. <laughs> her secret daughter yeah. in the house. Yeah. And that is like something that, you know, again, we're supposed to feel sympathy for her. But in the end, we don't. But we're supposed to be like, well, she did all of this because. She became an abuser herself. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and I'm like, okay, cycle of violence, cycle of, of hurt. But yeah. I, I was, I'm sorry. People just usually don't act that way yeah right. it's a classic case of like they make somebody the victim of violence but then make the person's response like disproportionate yeah. like she would have needed like counseling counseling yeah. and she would have like you know that would have been very traumatic but like instead it just made her like a straight up yeah. serial killer it's a, and it's impossible as they said to feel empathy for her because with such a truncated runtime it's 90 minutes and they spend 50 of it on flashbacks so you don't like get to know any of these characters like you don't care if they get picked off or yeah she was something terrible did happen to, her, to Ma but like you don't have room to care because the movie flies behind so fast it's clear Octavia was the star here and sure, she gets sure. a lot of the the screen time when she hit the laugh for the first time I jumped <laughs> out of my seat I was like this is amazing the Joker laugh but <laughs> like in 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 doing that, you kill off the rest of your protagonist. Then you don't care at the end. Yeah. But, or even the daughter, she has this big moment at the end. I forgot about this part where she has to stand up to her and leave the burning yeah. house. Yeah. And you see a dick in this movie. I forgot about that. I think yeah. it's fake. If not, that guy's got a hog. <laughs> uh, Let's stop talking about <laughs> mom, please. Well, I, I, well, the funniest thing. I mean, obviously we've spoiled most of it. Uh, yeah, there's like only three people die and people we don't really care about so it's uh, it's not that big of a she, deal it was really spoiler she stabs the one kid at the end but he's clearly gonna live like she stabs him like here with like this much of the knife yeah, yeah like the, even the climax is and like any points they wanted to make about race they didn't succeed <laughs> because it's like so shoehorned at the end like it, she painted the black guy's face well, white. that's the funniest part to me <laughs> one girl gets her lips showed up, sewn up by Ma while she's asleep like literally needles because she talks too much one kid gets stabbed in the gut another kid gets branded by a, a fucking iron and then the black kid just got some paint on him because <laughs> <laughs> I was like is he supposed to be calling is the coon chip activated yeah, in yeah. this kid well, like, I mean obviously that's that was the race when she's painting his face while he's passed out she goes there can only be one of us in this group so like there's the, 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 the racial yeah, the race element wanted to be there but like in the grand scheme of things like the guy's like watching his friends bleed out he's like I just gotta wash my face <laughs> <laughs> I hope this isn't lead face she's totally gonna let him live yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there was nothing wrong with him like that could have been like what did she do to the drunk girl oh she what did yeah the, the drunk girl was like so weird was that so that's just, a weird like character to have like she a girl shows up to the parties just to so she can say she showed oh, up, but she yeah, pretends to be a, she pretends to be asleep the whole time, so she can like be like keep her moral high ground. But yeah, she wakes she, up and I think she gets knocked out. Do they save her? I don't even remember. They saved everyone because the thing is, they all survive at the end. Yeah, yeah the only people home. who died were a cop, and, and also yeah. and, and like the 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 bad guy and his girlfriend. Yeah, and also as a nurse's aide, assistant for the vet, how'd she get a house that big? 
Yeah, when they were partying and that, I mean, it is in the middle of nowhere. Her, her husband but, died of cancer, right? Yeah. Or he left, so maybe there was some money there. I don't know. But yeah, I'm sure, I mean, it's like a bumfuck town. I'm sure it's cheap, but... She had a, that was a, the basement was decked out. Yeah, it was, that's true. Multiple um, entrances. Uh, we're so sorry, Spike Lee. We're, we're, all, we're gonna Matt Damon you here. Uh, <laughs> the five bloods. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect segue. The Five Bloods, uh, directed by Spike Lee, Netflix only movie. Did you guys hear that he was making this movie before it came out? I completely. I I'm knew white. that he was making it, but honestly, he's made a lot of movies with uh, not only blood in the title, but yeah. this is at least the second movie that has duh and blood in the title oh, because he made the Sweet oh. Blood of Jesus a few years ago. Oh yeah. Uh, and you know, honestly, like the the last. 15 years of his movies, I, I liked uh, Black Klansman a lot, but, like, I'm looking at his track record the last 15 years, Spotty. and I'm like... We talked about Yeah. <laughs> like, man, like, th- this could be anything. It could be, yeah. it could be anything. Yeah. And it's pretty crazy. Like, like it or hate it, it's pretty crazy what he ended up doing. Like, yeah. it wasn't what I expected it to yeah, be. Yeah, not at all. It even shot better than most, like, you remember uh, Killer? What was the Michael Bay movie? Oh, the really out. bad one. Uh, uh, that looked like a complete Pepsi commercial. This District actually, 9 or whatever? Nine, <laughs> under, 9 Underground. 9 six, Underground. 6 Underground. 6 Underground. Six underground. Yeah. And uh, then the other, did you, did you watch the Hemsworth no. one? It's really bad. Yeah, Extraction. Uh, yeah. I, I, and and uh, what's, what's, the, what's the other one uh, that, that Cam said he hated? The, the Wahlberg one. Spencer Confidential. Oh, yeah. That's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. It's, it, it upsets me. This movie actually looks like a movie. A fucking movie. It, and, it's the second one that Netflix has put out after... Uh, the date, the date movie with oh, Sandler uh, and Jen Aniston. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, they put Lovebirds out, and now, but I mean, that was actually actually Paramount a movie. movie yeah. yeah, but The Five Bloods uh, follows five friends, uh, five black Vietnam vets. As well, they four four friends and one. Four, son. four, and then I'm sorry, I spoiled the movie. Sorry, but uh, four, four of Vietnam vets and one of their their sons as they go back to Vietnam to collect uh, missing gold and uh, to take back the their old commander's uh, remains back home with yeah. them. Um, again, really nice setup. I, yeah. Even when I heard about yeah. it, this is a really I, good I setup. I like the, like... And it, it, it worked in ways for me, and it didn't work in other ways, but I like the, like, oh, this is, like, a crazy adventure movie. Yeah. Like, I really like this idea. No, it's also a hangout movie. It's yeah, like it a is. a bloody hangout movie. That's yeah. I, that's, those are the parts I like But most. it turns dark very yeah, quick. Yeah. Obviously, things go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> things go immediately wrong. You deal with PTSD. You deal with identity. You deal with father-son relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you deal with forgiveness. There's a lot going on in the, yeah. in the 150 minutes that this movie is yeah, on. It's a long one. Um, it's a Vietnam movie. Like it's got to yeah. be like two and a half. I'll be clear. This is probably going to sit really high in my. I mean, with the year that we have. There's, yeah, was it? There's now, nothing it, else. The only good movies <laughs> that have come out this year are this Sonic and the Invisible Man. Literally, sure. and, <laughs> and this one's probably the best. It's the that, best. I, I mean, it's, it's the best <laughs> of the top three that yeah. have come out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I really I really fucking enjoyed this. It's probably I don't think it's his top ten, but it's definitely his top fifteen of his best movies. It's probably his top ten. I mean it's it's the, one of the best movies he's made in the last ten years easily. It's one of the best movies he's made this century. I right? like I like Black Klansman a lot and I like this way better than Black Klansman. Okay. And I rewatched Black Klansman about a couple of, trust me, tough watch. Yeah, yeah. watching Black Klansman right now. Because it is kind of dark. It's super dark, but it also, there's the cop element that it deals with. Yeah, yeah. Where, and you know, I, feel, I, I think a year ago when, when I had disagreed with Eric on 
the cop angle to, or two years ago when I disagreed with yeah. the cop angle I get it more now which is kind of crazy but it, it, it is like Spike towing that line in Black Klansman where it's like okay cops are bad but there's still a duty to be had there and I yeah. think that's very old I think if he was to look at that today he'd probably be like Ugh. Yeah. yeah remember he took money from the NYPD to make it yeah. so like <laughs> it's like he's conflicted there and like Again, I don't necessarily hate him for it, but like, of course, there had to be a somewhat sensitive portrayal of policing. Police. And I mean, when you spend, this is the the day. I mean, even when you're Spike, who's in some cases the only guy in his category for you know, different categories and different reasons. But once you've made thirty years of movies that involve potentially woke politics. You're gonna get into some galaxy-brained moments here yeah. or there. Like you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna have a few. <laughs> I don't know. That was what we what we should have said with that one. Yeah. But you know, it's that's that's how it goes. But like, I feel like that that's within that's within his scope in a way where he's way more critical of the Vietnam War and the Five Bloods than he is of actual police. That's <laughs> because of probably the way that he grew up. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. When, when, when what he saw. He came of age in the 70s. Yeah. He you know, was born in the late 50s. So, you know, watching the Kent State shootings and, um, yeah, the DNC riots and just how, I mean, my dad, when he and I talk about today, he was like, he, the, the Vietnam, Nixon, civil rights era was the closest thing, like the, the closest equivalent to what he could imagine what we're feeling now, where it's like, mm he thought, like, the country would never heal. Like, he yeah. was like, there was riots every day, and, like, it was just, it was a total nightmare. Um, so I think that's why Spike, and he grew up in New York, so it's like, I mean, the NYPD is one of the most notorious murder, like, murderous, like, yeah. much like the LAPD um, police, that, police precincts. It's worse, I feel like. It, it, I mean, I don't know the actual numbers. At, but like, at numbers, it's LAPD, just, but, like, yeah. the... the the showiness of it is that is that NYPD. was the thing that actually I was like, how can we be watching this stuff happen down this during these you know the past few weeks? It's like how can we be watching this stuff happen down the street in L.A. and then you look at New York and you're like, oh, they really don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they, they really don't <laughs> yeah. care. There's a, hanging out over there. There's like, a public brutality that NYPD I think. Yeah, like the there's in L.A. There's we just still, like some people. towing the line between. Yeah. Between because they're like still pretending to be on Garcetti's side. Yeah. There's like some towing of the line. In NYPD, they're like, "Fuck you, De Blasio. We hate you. Yeah. yeah. We're posting your daughter's yeah, address dunks, online. They dumped they his, daughter. his own daughter. And I think that makes it. And we got to remember, Spike is rich now, so yeah. it's like <laughs> police do serve a different function when you're wealthy, and they protect again, him. Yeah, they protect <laughs> him and his property. That's what yeah. cops have always been there before. For. And, and I, you know, and it's odd to see someone rightfully and righteously condemn imperialism in the Vietnam War while sort of letting cops off the hook if they are not a direct mirror of our military industrial complex. Yeah. Well I think the this is good this is good that we're talking about this because it's the difference between humanizing cops and black clansmen is something that is much more not just justifiable, but interesting is uh, humanizing Paul and yes. uh Five Bloods. Yes, yeah. Paul, uh, played by Delroy Lindo. Obviously, King. you guys have heard about the Five Bloods. I'm pretty sure you have. It came out like a week and a half ago. Y'all ain't doing shit else. Yeah, You've probably yeah. watched it. But Paul, uh, Paul's portrayal by Delroy Lindo is something that, again, is near and dear. And again, I, 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 I got to think that Spike does 
he didn't obviously didn't plan that this movie would come out while we're going through what we're going through. Yeah. Because there's a lot of images here that reflect upon the shit that we see literally every single day. He puts in like the Tiananmen Square bombing. All that yeah. shit is in this movie. But um, his, I feel like in some way he is speaking to someone through Paul in this movie. And yeah. I think that the quote unquote black Trump supporter trope is something that one, I do believe is going to be around. Uh, two is something that he he attempts to try and understand in the five bloods. Yeah. Where it is like Paul uses his Trump affiliation to mask the his emotional inferiority, which is what Trump voters have. Yeah. His his anger, his PTSD, his disenfranchisement. Yeah. Which is the biggest part because he feels disenfranchised by his own people. He feels disenfranchised by the government. So he said, you know what, let's, let's go to somebody that's like me. I say what I feel and I, and I yeah. do what I want. And one thing about Paul is that in the movie, what shocked me, he doesn't change. Yeah. He, he forgives himself. Yeah. But it's one, too late. <laughs> We're at like two hours, 20 when he finally yeah, yeah. does. But two, he's done so much crazy shit. But then it doesn't even matter yeah. because he's already off on his own little crazy. Yeah, I, I yeah. love that part yeah. that Paul doesn't actually get retribution to apologize to his son until the end, but it's not in person. But he also gets killed before he can say goodbye to his own friends. Yeah, yeah. That's that's big. Yeah, and I think his uh, his performance is going to be. I mean, there's only going to be three or four Oscar nominations. Yeah, and I hope that I, I, I hope Pete uh, Pete Davidson isn't one of them. Yeah, yeah we, Eric can talk about that at the end of the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he's fantastic. Uh, the whole cast, I think, is really good. He's especially good because he is the outlier in the cast. He has like probably the most screen time. Yeah, I mean, most dialogue. It, to me, them. it's him and Clark Peters. Yeah, Clark Peters. He was he like was heartbreaking in a different way. There was something yeah. just really like melancholic and, about him. And usually, like when they try that, it doesn't work. Like you and I talk about this a lot. How they take uh, HBO actors, yeah, or like, yeah, yeah, like not just HBO, but like TV actors, yeah. and they're like, okay, you're in movies now, and people are gonna like mm-hmm. this because they saw you in this TV show. Usually, that's a very bad thing, mm-hmm. but they achieve it. More than once. I, I still see Lester movie. and Clark, but Lester. Yeah, yeah. Le- but the thing about Lester is Lester is a great character, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with Lester yeah. being in all of these all of these the, uh, 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 movies and shows. Isaiah Whitlock. I think I said this in my Letterbox review. The uh, his agent who appears to make it so he can say shit. the Clay Davis shit in every movie he's We're in. waiting for it. We need to. At this point, I'm like, I, he shouldn't do it in any movies anymore. He's got to knock it off. But at this point, I'm worried that if he didn't do it. It would take me out even more. You wait about an hour, 40 minutes into the movie before he yeah. actually says yeah. it. And he says it one time in the movie. Whereas in Black Klansman, which he's also in, is in the first five minutes. Oh, that's yeah. right. I yeah. love Spike's uh, restraint for doing that this time <laughs> yeah. around. But the, the, I mean, these are all four broken men in some way, shape, or yeah. form. We talked about Paul at length. Uh, you have Otis, who played, who is Clark Peters' character. He has, uh, he's coming back to Vietnam to reconnect with a former lover that he had there. And he also finds out that he has a daughter there. Like, what do you guys feel about his side story? I like when he found out about his daughter, actually. Like, when he's, like, yeah, points. Yeah, I thought it was really, fu- like, it was sweet and funny. And well, the movie, like, for being kind of tonally jumbled a little too much for me at points, yes. it really did make me laugh a lot at some points. I really thought it was but, fucking but, but funny. when she shows up, you know. Oh, yeah. You're like, how many, <laughs> how many half-black, half-Vietnamese people are in this movie? Yeah. I think that's your daughter. Uh, so, you know right away. But the way that it's wrapped up and, and they get the dolly shot at the end and no one else, I yeah. thought it was great. And I 
love that he survived because he is the OG. He's the Godfather. Yeah. And I love that they when they said that he's got to be the last survivor because yeah. he's the smart one. He's the one that, that knew what was going on. Yeah. Isaiah oh. Whitlock, of course, had the uh, so so much foreshadowing in this movie. Oh my god! A little bit. Too I, I don't think that. I could ever jump on a grenade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does it, yeah. and I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, "Oh, remember when he said it in the first thirty minutes?" Yeah, like, yeah. There there's right so there. much, and that's where like. Like, I really liked a lot of the movie. I think once it got going, a lot of it was easier to ignore. Mm-hmm. But at the in the first, Spike's got to have somebody else write this dialogue. So, I, uh, I've heard that. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's my biggest complaint. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't just, like, there's a little too much of, like, getting to know the guys. Like, obviously, it's like... The, the idea that it's five black veterans going back to Vietnam is such a specific thing. Uh-huh. We don't really need their banter to like let us know like oh we're, you guys are back in and, Vietnam. And my God, they could have. I wouldn't have been mad if they found some young actors to play them when the young scenes. It is too. It like the immersion <laughs> is broken immediately yeah. when you see young ass Chadwick, uh, Chadwick yeah. next to all of these old ass dudes with just dyed hair. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, and two things about this. I think the movie actually it would have taken oh, something. A tweak, but I think they could largely have done without the flashbacks. Uh, even though I like so how they many were sequenced, of them. yes. Uh, and but even more in that category, the movie was kind of like The Hangover in some ways. Yeah. Uh, and it's so funny that Chadwick was like the one of the bigger stars in the movie yeah. and isn't in it. Yeah. Uh, because I think we all kind of feel here that uh, he's not the best actor. He's not yeah. good in this movie either. No. I would be completely real. <laughs> Chad, is that is that the Marvel people coming? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's um, the Fiji police. <laughs> I, I think Chadwick is not good. Chadwick Boseman, I think he always yeah. has like it's like he's playing to the script and not the actual <laughs> yeah. character. At the end, when he was like, it "Was a mistake." You got me good, yeah, there, brother. And I was like, "Spike, no, come on, no!" <laughs> Spike can only write in his own voice. And yeah. Like, then again, he is writing for fifty-five-year-old black guys here, and like he's not writing for like Clive Owen, which was like actually a good good fucking script and inside man but like it's yeah the the president cheeto stuff just like felt so yeah, stale like I, like i really i liked a lot of the archival stuff in black Klansman, and I, and, and I think in malcolm x it's like it works amazingly in this it's it was like we know what Tiananmen square is like yeah. we know you're not even showing like mlk deep cuts you're showing like his <laughs> most famous speeches yeah. we know all this stuff and well, like and Four, like I, it becomes like, like didactic when like he's uh, what should have been a very and it still was uh, just like gripping and like intense scene where Delroy Lindo is saving his son from a he stepped on a landmine. Mm-hmm. It, it, Probably like, the best scene. That's in the, the best movie. scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie to me. But like it, it still undercut the impact when he's like yeah, they they reference a Morehouse track and field guy and they like, cut to images of yeah. the track and field guy I'm like just let the scene breathe but it's let also it... really weird in the movie it's like Getty images it's just like let, just trust that your audience is as well informed as you are that's yeah. my big and thing and also like the, the white people watching this who don't know anything about Morehouse aren't gonna see that and be like oh okay yeah, 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 I, like, it's gonna be that scene for Delroy or the scene where he's talking directly to the camera which shouldn't have worked yeah. it, which, it should have been terrible yeah. he made it work and when you look if you show that out of context someone's gonna laugh at that yeah. you have to watch all two hours of the movie yeah. to understand even when it part. started if he started doing it and I was like oh no yeah, it's a unbroken... like, this could go south quickly and then he keeps going yeah it's like, like an okay. unbroken monologue it's like yeah it's like a Shakespearean soliloquy and 
it's insane. I was like, I don't think I've heard Delroy Lindo speak this much mm-hmm. on screen. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. e- even in his older Spike movies, like Clockers and stuff. And I think he was like, he wasn't Malcolm X, but like a, like bartender number Did three. Did he was Jungle Fever? Yeah, I think not a Spike movie, but he's in Get Shorty, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Uh, I, I saw a tweet of somebody like, you're gonna give, you're gonna give Delroy Lindo his flowers, and he, it has black, it has uh, Defied Bloods in it. Another movie, another movie, and then fucking Romeo must die. And I was like, okay, <laughs> we're not giving him his flowers <laughs> for fucking Romeo must yeah. die. Let's let's stop. Yeah, let's stop. You it can here. be like, okay, this was a great role, and he should have had more of them. We don't have to go be like, oh, he was amazing. Yeah. Romeo they must slid die. it in yeah. him too. I was like, all right, we're not gonna <laughs> fucking no, we're not talking about Romeo must die here. That's incredible. Uh, yeah, I, it's it just shows you, Spike still has that gift of like. He can he can make a character actor like Delroy Lindo or or um, Clark Peters like these guys who we know and always like he's that guy we know that guy most people probably don't know Delroy's name but they can name five movies he's in mm-hmm. he can write such a spe- like with such specificity for these character actors and turn them into these that was a career defining performance yeah. for yeah. Delroy Lindo and, and he's had a thirty year career yeah. that we know him from it's insane it, even when I was I had a real problem with especially in the first forty five minutes hour of the movie the, the dialogue especially yeah uh, was like these guys are putting this movie on their backs though like they are yeah, killing they're it. They're yeah. really good even um, Norm I think it's is it Norm Norm Lewis Eddie at the, who we've completely forgotten about because he dies first yeah um, that's it, insane that's that's insane. Insane. <laughs> that's why I love that movie when it's all of a sudden like. Oh fuck! Okay. I, well, that's the one thing that I liked about it was that we didn't think any of these guys were gonna die. Yeah. And then once that once he died, it was like okay, everything's off the table. Yeah. Who's yeah. next? Well, the the funny thing is, is it kind of and maybe we can talk about this a little more, uh, we don't have to, but it kind of pulled the Tropic Thunder trick where yeah. it's a movie that's like about the Vietnam War, but not really. Yeah. But then they actually do some Vietnam shit at the end of yeah, the movie. It, it, it's really heavy. I mean, the, I mean, I watched Apocalypse Now right before I watched this because out of the recommendation of, like, I read an article that said, watch it before you watch this mm-hmm. because they reference Apocalypse Now yeah. a lot in this movie. There are a lot of, like, visual... Yeah, they, even the Apocalypse Now bar yes. that yeah. he goes and, to, and, which I does mean, look sick. I want to um, go. Otis at the end... Uh, he says, "Oh, the whore." It's kind of yeah, like, yeah. kind of like <laughs> yeah, an allusion yeah, yeah. to to Brando's last line uh, in in Apocalypse Now. But I, I thought that, like, again, it's a, it, it's amazing that this all worked yeah. for Spider yeah. because it it really shouldn't have. It, it, you know, even with my problems, I still I still graded it really high. But I, I think that one thing that bothers me is that people are calling this like a Black Lives Matter movie, and I think to me it's more like Black Fathers. To me, it's more like it, it's not really to me about this movie. It's kind. Of, it's like people are trying to like people. Like, you understand why people want to say something like that. Yeah. Well, he has a. Well, I mean, be clear. He does have a, and it looks like he shot this literally last week. Oh my god! A yes. scene at the end where did like did you feel like he shot it like really recently? Yeah. Like the yeah. people going in and said, "We just got a donation." I, yeah. I don't think he needed to show what anybody did with any of the money. <laughs> yeah. So seeing it be like like you literally expect like you know somebody who you know in real life to walk in the door in one yeah. of those scenes and I'm like I'm glad he gave the money to Black Lives Matter I don't necessarily need to see this scene yeah. of it yeah yeah uh, that's yeah the, it's Spike it's the uh, it's the Chris Rock thing where like Chris Rock will say a joke and then like say the same joke five more times like <laughs> women can't go back in financial security like <laughs> he, like, he uh, says this, uh, that's Spike and, like he'll say yeah. something and then have to show show and tell multiple times yeah and so it it, I think it's just like if you make something that's good and has universal themes, yeah. then and it happens to come out at a turbulent time in the country, 
people will gravitate towards. Yeah, and like it, I just feel like that's also just a product of our time, how we consume media. Like people, if they can't project an immediate uh, like ideology or like this is the movie we need right now mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I keep seeing. Yeah, that's people just can't zoom out anymore like, because, <laughs> because like we because we've been hit over that like every corporation's woke now and like, yeah, yeah. everyone like dials in into, yeah. the, into these things well, the funny shit is like even what you just said like this is the movie we need right now and it's like do we need PTSD we, mm. it, it's like, <laughs> do we need a movie right now yeah. like, well, yeah. we don't need one yeah. like, it's nice to have one but like th- this is the, um, the movie for this and, moment and I can think of a lot of other movies including some movies from Spike's own, <laughs> yeah, from his own yeah. you know, <laughs> list repertoire that we need more than this movie right, right yeah. now I never subscribed to like the movie we need right now no it's he made a movie that was achingly personal to him because it is you know these are all men his age suffering from various forms of PTSD PTSD of just being black in America which is a, a like I said in my letterbox review a constant war against your person and he explores those through Vietnam yeah, through yeah. not necessarily absolutely you don't have to have been in Vietnam to experience yeah, yeah it's like yeah. like people are trying to say oh, Vietnam is the cops I'm like I don't really feel like that that yeah. drives yeah. there like, people have to like make the, you know, it, it, people have to have these direct correlations and stuff. It's why, like... It's baby brain stuff. I, yeah, I mean, it's why people can't even talk about Robert Downey in Tropic Thunder anymore. Yeah. Because people are like, oh, that's racist. And you're like, no, the, it's... That's the point. Yeah, the point is, like, he's an Australian who undergoes surgery because yeah. they'd rather do that than cast, cast a, black a black actor. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, they cast a black actor in, like, the goofy, ridiculous role. Yeah. And now, like, you know, there's, like, 15-year-old Zoomers are, like, discovering the movie and, like... We're canceling RDJ today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh, uh-uh. Y'all yeah. remember this, though? Yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's great that people have such a visceral, immediate reaction to uh, something political and, like, their politics are very real and urgent to them. I think that's a good impulse. But, like, yeah, to say that Five Bloods is, like, a movie of now, I, I, I think just shows the limitations of people's own, like, how they consume pop culture and... Well, it, and by extension, consume politics. Yeah, and it's why, like, ultimately, like binge culture is caters to more to it. social media than it yeah, does yeah. the quality of. You can't judge. You can't judge something by watching it in bulk for fifteen hours at a time yeah. and determine whether you liked it or not. I mean, think about like the. I say this, and it, it, it's, it's kind of the only thing that I would kind of bump on when we talk about like, would you rather watch a movie at home or in the theater? I think there are some movies where you'll go to the theater and you'll remember doing that the rest of your life. Dark Knight? Yeah. Uh, you know, fucking X-Men 1? St- yeah, <laughs> stuff that we've gone to together. Uh, you know, and it's... And then, again, there are some people who, are, who they don't give a shit about that type of yeah. thing. But... And, and so that will be true for what I'm about to say also. But think about any show you've watched in your life, whether it was when you were a kid or now, and you had to wait a week until the next episode. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah. Or, or even, like, like if Game of Thrones had been released in a binge fashion in, in its later seasons, it would have been even more poorly received. Right. But if you, if you, wait, a, like, if you wait a week, you, you think about it for a week. You develop more theories on what's going to happen next. Yeah, that's you how I watched Little Fires Everywhere. I mean, it's not the best show in the world, but it, it made me like the show more because I forgot what that was like. Yeah, Hulu yeah. dropped it every week instead of mm-hmm. all. Yeah, of that. which like I I nowadays like if something comes out all the episodes at once and like this was made for people to post about. This wasn't made. Yeah. 
even you could make a week to week show that people will still post and, about. And I think the only shows that work like that are like your Monster of the Week shows, like X Files that we've been watching. Yeah, I've been I rewatching Hannibal, which is it kind of works that way too with the, with the A storyline interweaved yeah. in between the Monster of the Week stuff. Stuff like Breaking Bad, you're binging that for for days. I could say do two a day, three a yeah. day maybe. Don't binge a whole 10, 13 episode season and be like, oh, it's boring. Yeah. Or or even Saul. That's a hard show to binge. Yeah. Or Saul is a hard I'm, show. To I'm binge. watching Mad Men. I'm doing Mad Men right now. I'm, I I watch an episode a day, sometimes two. Uh, me and Noel started from scratch and like. I can't see how anyone would find this boring. Like, I, I, it's it's an incredible fucking show. Mad Men is the best if for no other reason than it was the king of next time on Mad Men. And it would say, like, it would show Don walking into a room and he'd be like, what do you think about this? And then, like, cut to somebody else and they'd be like... This shit, like... Yeah, like, <laughs> they wouldn't tell you anything about the next episode. Yeah. And then the plot description would be like, Don has a strange day at work. Peggy finds out some new information. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I think the only the only time AMC AMC's really good at their their show description. They yes. go for Saul too. Yeah. Like Saul makes a decision. That's a new friend appears. That's really bad. It's like Pete makes a new friend on the train. <laughs> I think the only time they're ever specific is like the series finale of Breaking Bad. I'll never forget. Uh, all, like, oh, it's like something like all, all, all the decisions Walt has made in his <laughs> life has come to this. Mm. Yeah, the the it's a, the Mad Men had a similar one. It was like this the story of Don Draper and his friends and coworkers ends. Dope. Yeah. Also, that is a description of the episode. I, I like it. Yeah. Uh, Defy Bloods. I'm keeping it in the in the in the video store. Oh, yeah. I'm keeping it in my Netflix queue. Yeah. Uh, Eric, what say you? Absolutely, I I had problems. It, it, it the longer these movies go for Spike, the messier they get. But I think it got better as it went along. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I just think, think it was more prone to having problems because yeah. it was so yeah. long. Yeah. And it's a huge. That's an that's an epic movie. Literally, yeah. the the term epic. It's like it's it's uh, it's a it's a quest movie. And yeah, he made an epic Vietnam movie. Yeah, like uh, that's admirable. That's incredible. If you think about what Spike has done, they usually. Like even like Black Klansman was a little more self-contained, as sprawling as that was. This and it's was, not long, right? It's like, like two it's, hours even. Yeah. I think. Um, and I had problems with with Black Klansman, but I think it, I liked it better as a movie, like a, as a as a cohesive thing. Mm-hmm. But there are moments in the Five Bloods that I think there's like certain moments, and mostly it's from Del Rey's Del Roy's per, uh, performance that. Are better than Spike has ever done in his life. Like yeah. it's uh it, it so yeah it's it's it stays in Netflix queue for sure. Yeah, it was I if he just a little less archival stuff and somebody else to do a dialogue pass and it's I mean I really like the movie but it's is just the, a few things that Spike always pisses me off with. Yeah. Hey, he did it again. The joke's on me, not on him. Yeah. So you know, I, I didn't need to see the guy get shot in the head. I mean, I've seen it enough in, in school, right. bro. Oh yeah, it's like, and again, it's like, it's like what I said about the MLK speeches. It's like we've seen all of this yeah. stuff. Yeah, they're yeah. not deep cuts. I mean, like, anybody who's going to be affected by it in the in the image knows the image from the name. So, all right, uh, Eric. Before we get out of here, do you want to you want to touch on Judd Apatow, who I don't think has it anymore? Hang it up. <laughs> it's over, Judd. It's over. It's over. Uh, no, like I, I had a morbid curiosity to watch the King of Staten Island movie because, like, the Pete Davidson phenomenon is the more bewildering, baffling pop culture developments of our time. Like, 
this guy wasn't like it wasn't like he rose from obscurity into something popular. He was known and just not liked. Like, <laughs> he was not important enough to even did like to hate. He was just like a non-factor. He was like a value-neutral <laughs> presence, and like that's even worse than being hated. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like you were the guy who got on one sketch a weekend on SNL, and you weren't like the lead. You weren't like a Beck Bennett or Kyle Mooney or Keenan Thompson. You were. Like, the third guy who comes through the door and has one line of dialogue. And, like, you get to say something, like, get a reaction shot. Like, huh? Like, <laughs> like, like, that was all he was known for. But because he had sex with a popular singer who, like, her popularity grew from something ironic to organic and real in a weird way, catapulting him to being his life story is now important. It, he, it also had the weird spin of, like, he's the weird guy dating Ariana Grande after and as also, Mac Miller dies. Also, like, he's suicidal. Also, yeah, which like, is another thing that they harp on a lot with him. Yeah, he's yeah he's the mental illness guy. And like yeah. that's another depraved thing of SNL. Like this man is he really is mentally ill, and he does have a very tragic backstory. His dad died in 9/11. Nothing was the same. Uh, Nothing was the same. <laughs> everything changed. And everything changed. <laughs> but like now, Lauren is like he doesn't tell jokes on SNL. He's he goes on a sketch comedy show to talk about. Like bipolar disorder. It's like it's it's, it's sick. sick. It's sick. Yeah. I don't like it at all. And like I do feel bad for the guy. Like I, you know, I don't want to say too much, but like I, I got to work with Beck Bennett in a small capacity on a comedy show thing in in L.A. And like everyone is worried about Pete. They're like when he, we people thought he was gonna uh, quit this season. People were like, good, please get help. Like not we don't not like you. Just like you don't belong here because you need help. This place is bad for you. People who have like a stronger constitution get broken by the the craziness of SNL, um, but he's still there and like yeah he's just like I'm like the tatted up guy who like curses and and uh, talks about uh, was it BPB or something what a bipolar disorder. Oh, yeah 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 yeah. Um, but the yeah, movie. The sorry, movie sorry. Loosely, the movie's loosely based on his life. Yeah, it's autobiographical. Judd wrote it, like wrote the the skeleton of it for Pete, and then Pete. Filled it in. Filled it in with his life story and like, yeah, yeah. It's he's like he because he's tatted up. He he plays a tattoo guy who wants to he wants to start a tattoo parlor and he has but he's really bad. So fucking funny. Oh what my made God. what made Joel what 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 made Judd want to do this? I think I, he thinks because like here's here's what I think because he Judd basically made his reputation on being himself kind of a kingmaker. Yeah. Anybody he's worked with has gone on to have an incredibly yeah. good career. And he probably thought, like... It's been diminishing, though. Yeah, exactly. But So he sees Pete, and he's like, oh, here's this weird zeitgeisty guy who I clearly myself don't even understand why he's zeitgeisty, and it mm-hmm. could, in fact, be because everyone is so dumb. Yeah. But I'm going to I'm gonna do the movie that everyone... Like, that immortalizes this weird zeitgeisty guy. That's exactly right. And he thinks he's getting his own mojo back. Yeah, and, and, and there's no mojo to be found in this movie. You know... Something you said is reminded of this. You know when you see something trending on Twitter and you and you click on it? Yeah. And it's only trending because a million people are asking why this guy <laughs> yeah, is trending? Yes. That's Pete Davis's popularity. It's like, why is this guy popular? And it's really because people are just asking why is he popular? Yeah. It's, well, a, it's like, it'll be like you click on like Taco Bell is over party. Yeah. And you're like, I mean, how? And it's just a thousand people who are like, no matter what, I'll never stop going to Taco <laughs> Bell. Taco Bell is over party. Or like, you know, you know, Joe Rogan canceled, and then it's like just a million Joe Rogan fans being like, like footage of everyone canceling Joe Rogan, and it's like you know pe- babies or something. Yeah, yeah. Like it, 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 this, this stuff never actually exists. Yeah. It, is Seth? Does Seth show up? No. 
Seth show? Seth Ro- Rogan. And this, no, no, he's not in it at all. It's, uh, there is no, the Apatowian, like, fingerprint isn't really there except for the long, almost like cinema verite takes where it's just like, the camera's kind of shaking a little bit and like, it's like these long, mon- like, people talking for a long time with no Which music. Which really depend on your an amazing cast. Yeah, like, the reason why I knocked up in 40 Old Virgin works is because you had people like Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen and new. Roman E. Malco. Yeah, like, yeah it, and was it was new. new. Like, we've yeah. never seen comedy like that. Every comedy is like this now. Yeah. Every comedy takes a piece of the the, the protagonist's actual character. Even in The Lovebirds, I watched five minutes of it, I was like, oh, this is Issa, turn to ten. Yeah. Probably gave her a couple ad lib lines, or, or or a Stuber, which I saw, which is fucking terrible. Yes, it's Stuber. No, no I, was, I came Stuber, close. Stuber is fucking awful. I want to watch My Spy instead. I don't think Kumail. Like he's. I think Kumail. He's not funny. Yeah, he's like charming enough that he he's can. Like, charming. Yeah, he he's like a he's like he has a, he's good for like a. He's good looking. Yeah, he's a, he got jacked for. You know, the yeah, level, here's but. here's my opinion on Kumail, and I'll go to a different Avatar movie for Kumail. It's uh, what Jonah Hill says about Lance Armstrong. There's nothing funny about a physically fit man. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to watch Lance Armstrong do comedy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel like with Kumail. Like, you can't... Yeah, you're chiseled It's now. great if you get... Like, it's awesome to be chiseled. But I also, Not feel, funny. Like, I also feel like with Kumail, like, he's super woke, but I also feel like, you know, just on one day, August or something, he'd be on Joe Rogan's show. Like, I feel like he would completely go that way. Yeah, he he's woke. It's, again, it's like... Everything is a branding exercise now. So, like, Issa and him are playing what we think about their Twitter selves. Yeah. Like, they know... Because the weirdest thing about that, sorry to cut you off, was what? that they showed up on, on, on 90 Day Fiance pillow talk one time. And I was like, this is what, this is what you think this group of people that watch this would go see this movie and they're not yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are yeah. people that are probably staunchly republican and not into that type <laughs> yeah, of yeah, shit. yeah 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 it, it's it's all brand extension shit but like and speaking of like that's sort of what pete has become like pete is like i i love john mulaney i sort of blame him as well for like i think so many comedians really felt bad for the guy because he was like suicidal and he does have a terrible story terribly sad story that like comedians like swooped in and took him under his arm like Mulaney took him out on the road and they're like two diametrically opposed comics like Mulaney's actually funny that's the biggest <laughs> but like even just in their style but um Mulaney's not even like a particularly profane no comic he's, he's at like all. yeah he's like almost Seinfeld-esque in his clean yeah, cleanness but but also funny better better than Seinfeld too. <laughs> but like yeah, and like the Pete thing is just such an anomaly because he wasn't like no one liked him as a stand-up. No one ever said Pete was their favorite SNL guy, and now he is significant enough to have a autobiographical, like a biopic, basically. But like, there's nothing, there's nothing in the movie that latches on. Like like Bill Burr and Marisa Tomei, their little love tryst works because they're good and funny and good actors. But like the Pete stuff, which is the ninety percent of the two hour and twenty minute movie, <laughs> Jesus Christ, is it, it? It's I just don't see what it accomplished. Like we know his story, it's like the, him telling us again with zero laughs. I laughed one time. I texted my girlfriend when it happened. I said forty three minutes in, first laugh came, and that was the, <laughs> that was the only text. And it wasn't anything Pete said. It was like a like a third you know tertiary character. Jesus, I, I need I need to get I need I need to get on YouTube and, and get the Bill Burr only scene. No, yeah. I I need to. I, Bill's I good at like, yelling at people. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get bamboozled into watching it. I might as well just like just take the plunge. I'm not paying twenty for this, so 
<laughs> yeah, so I'm sure it's been ripped already because it went right. It didn't go to theaters first, so I'm yeah, sure yeah, somebody so has it. Like, like, Hulu or some shit. It's Amazon. Amazon or like yeah. early, early look or whatever. Yeah. But like it, it's, yeah, it, it doesn't get his this tragedy. You don't really care about the tragedy of his dad because, you know, that's barely talked about. It's it becomes more about his struggle to, like, do something with his life and like he's a bad tattoo artist and and but he doesn't have the drive to become good and. He gets mad that his mom, Marissa Tomei, dates a fireman after, like, just like ten years after his dad died in a fire. Wait till he finds out about Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, and with that, yeah, uh, I, I, I want to labor the point. It's just like I was saying when we off mic. Like, even if I liked Pete or like thought the story was worth telling, like, Apatow is like a non-factor now. There's no visual life to this movie like and not even like uh like in a, like a gritty realistic like uh neo like naturalistic way that he usually shoots like it's just like camera in a corner people talking cut there's like, like a two shot and then it's just it's that over and over it's, there's nothing really going on i'm just like i just don't get what apatow does anymore <laughs> <laughs> he chills and counts his fucking money yeah. that's what he should but i think you're right about the kingmaker thing he he thought like oh here's like i can like latch myself onto this phenom yeah. you know the 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 impetus behind this phenomenon wasn't about this guy being good or funny or talented just because he fucked the right person it's insane to me well with that we have reached the end of this very cool very great episode very cathartic yeah we're, this is the first time we've been within uh 20 miles of each other yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah. uh this is amazing i i love this i uh, hopefully things get more normal after this and we can do other things at least not worse yeah at least they don't get re get bad I, I, I'm concerned like I was like we have to do this today because if, if the shit spikes we're definitely not seeing each other for another <laughs> yeah. month at least yeah. so let's just get this out the way I've, I've missed my, my friends you guys are my, my closest confidants here uh, and I'm glad we were able to do this and are able to bring you guys this show. This is literally unfiltered. We had no script. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, we, we really just won't winged this. Yeah, yeah, we moved like we moved like we had a script. I know it felt like it, but we were just keeping all the mistakes in, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, text us on Twitter, not text us on Twitter. Tweet <laughs> us on Twitter uh, at OG Johnny Five. Of course, Eric doesn't have one, or at Pafifi. Tell us your Eric tenet. lurks. Tell it, yo, Eric got one. I'm not gonna say what it is. Yeah, though. I got a little lurk account. Uh, the maniacs got Snyder cut made. So. We didn't talk about that. The Snyder cut. That's gonna that's gonna be a long. I don't know enough about it. I mean, that's you guys. I think there's. I think out. honestly, there's still going to be a lot of reporting to come out that is going to be like, here's you know. Cause well, we, we know, know August. He said in August yeah. he's going to report. So we don't know how much he's. You know what's going to get reshot. What's it's it's. I don't love Snyder, but I do. I, I like I like him often. But I love that this is an unprecedented situation. Yes. Like and I don't he know, gets it. Yeah. And like the, and he gets it. I, I think. And I, and I I maintain this like. I think that it is not a bad thing. I think people are looking at it through the wrong lens. It's not Warner so much giving into the 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 abusive, really mean fans. Yeah. It's more so of them really giving a, an auteur the chance to finish a movie that was taken away from him through tragedy. Yeah. It wasn't like he got fired. Yeah. It wasn't like well, there were initial reports that he had been separated from the movie even before. Even before, the, yeah, because uh, sorry, which now or before the the tragedy, yeah. which now it's clear that. That probably wasn't the case. Yeah, that wasn't the case. And, and and if it was the case, we could see why there would never come out. But yeah. I think just based on what he has and what we fucking seen yeah. in the and last month, the, the budget they're giving him is crazy. Like, here's what I'll say: I probably 
I don't. He's he's not made a movie I've loved since 300. It's if, probably questionable that I love 300, but <laughs> the haters are very mad that Zach is being allowed to finish this movie, and I am happy that they are but mad. But I think that if, and, yeah. and we all saw this movie in theaters and had the same pretty much idea about it, if you could make Justice League better... I think that would that that's something I would like to see yeah, because yeah. I, I want to see <laughs> how yeah. you can make that better. Yeah. And I think that again, it would frame just really short before we end the show. Like I think it would frame the three movies that he was trying to make in a better scale. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just let him finish the fucking movies. There's nothing wrong with that. Let him do it. Uh, as always, at us, follow us on Twitter, but also follow at RNC Radio Live for all the latest and greatest podcasts and, and everything coming out from that. Follow us at RNC Watch. For this show, and there hasn't been a lot of movies or TV, so this is probably the only show that's going to live on this. I, I know Mills does. Uh, it's a challenge. They took a break this week, but it's going to be late fees, and it's a challenge just till the end of time. Mills, have me on, bro. You, you wow. watch the challenge? I mean, I haven't watched it in a long time, but I know enough of the lore to get it. Like, I could talk about CT. Do a CT-specific episode and holler at the boy. We can hook that up. For sure we can get you on the Before on I got challenge. kicked off Twitter, I used to always message meals about Have you uh, watched this season? I watched like no, three episodes. I haven't seen it in maybe like three seasons. I'm like, I don't think I've watched it since... Terrell Owens went against CT, like oh, the, wow. like the championship. Yeah. So you could, but you could do, you could be like, oh, I'm coming back in as a legacy viewer. Yeah. Much yeah, like, like when they bring CT in to like beat up like the new guys. Like, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure we could find you like one episode to watch, like the episode from that week to watch. Yeah. That'd be I, dope. Yeah, I, I'm happy. Yeah. To, I, I miss that shit. We man. can make that. We just made it happen all on air. Meals, holler at your boy. Meals, holler at Eric. I, I, I'm lonely, I'll, man. I'll link you to. Uh, but as always, thank you guys for watching. <laughs> Not watching, but yeah, thanks you guys for watching movies, but listening to late fees. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to figure out something else. We're going to figure out more things to talk about. Uh, I, I, I optioned a RoboCop movie <laughs> marathon. <laughs> Eric vetoed it. <laughs> In a sad voice. Quickly. In a sad voice. Eric vetoed, vetoed that idea quickly. Uh, so I don't think we'll do RoboCop unless you guys ask for it. I, I, I <laughs> bought all the RoboCop ones. I'll do, I'll do like a Verhoeven episode. We can do some RoboCop and like yeah, like Starship Troopers or fuck it, we're gonna do Verhoeven next. Yeah. Let's do it. Verhoeven is so fun. That's to gonna say. be our next episode. Paul Verhoeven. I'm gonna watch Showgirls. Fuck it, you just gave me an excuse to watch Showgirls. I'll do it too. Uh, we'll do it all, baby. <laughs> so next time, what a crazy filmography. Yeah, he's he's a nasty guy. Um, <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Until until then, uh, we're not in the video store, but my apartment is closed. Peace. <laughs>
world to you? Is it fast like money and clothes? Probably fucking these hoes, or what would you murder for? We your name ho wait when the curtains close. Nigga caught one case and I heard he told snitch. Get a full clip and close casket. Won't hug your bitch when the whole ratchet. Cold jumper, been shooting, no practice. Been touring with four and two crashes. Still banging two naughty, too nasty. Still fuck the police, they won't catch me. My feature too pricey, don't ask me. Go hard to go yard on my baggage. He mad, we won't fight him, don't tag him. Mask up at midnight and start clapping. Kids crying, still sniping, no legging. Hey, now I'm let me that my presence, my keeper was serving that ether before I did features. My mama sister, she know how to greet me, she know how to keep me, she better get. Now I'm let me that my presence, my keeper was serving that ether before I did features. My mama sister, she know how to greet me, she know how to keep me, she keep me, she. Hey, now I'm let me that my presence, my keeper was serving that ether before I did features. My mama sister, she know how to greet me, she know how to keep me, she better get. Now I'm let me that my presence, my keeper was serving that ether before I did features. My mama sister, she know how to greet me. She keep me, she keep me, she keep me.